Recorded in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. One man's attempt to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, one podcast at a time. Reaching out to those of you who are straddling a fence somewhere between statism and freedom. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And the podcast starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you are listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchist. Tonight, coming to you from the Gray Homestead here in lovely southwest Missouri. This is the Saturday night edition of Front Porch Anarchist. As if it matters to you. I guess you're listening to this whenever you want to, so it doesn't matter that it's a Saturday night. Actually, it is now Sunday morning. It's been a long day. We started this morning at about 7 o'clock, and now it is 1.30 in the morning. So yeah, we put in a we put in a long day, and um, it was it was well worth it. We accomplished a lot for us, and I'd love to tell you all about it if you have some time and just want to hear what's going on. First, let me direct you over to the um, to the Gray Uncommons Facebook page. If you want T-shirts or decals, that's the place to go. We specialize in doing one-off orders, so if you have a uh, an idea for a t-shirt, if you just need one or two or half a dozen t-shirts, then we might be the people to talk to. Same way with the decals. If you've got an idea for a decal that you want on your car or you want it on a mug or something like that, then uh, contact us over there at Gray Uncommons on Facebook. Or you can send me a, a message here at Front Porch Anarchist. Gmail works as, as well, so um, front porch anarchist, and that's front porch anarchist with an H in cast there at gmail.com. And check out the Gray Uncommons Facebook page. I'm going to uh, post up some t-shirts. I got a killer deal on some t-shirts, um, and I'm gonna do the gonna do the don't tread on me. They're black t-shirts. And I'm going to do the Gadsden flag on, am I saying that right? The Gadsden flag, you know, with the rattlesnake on it. I think, though, instead of putting don't tread on me, I'm going to put don't tread on anybody or tread on no one, something like that on there. And if that doesn't float your boat, then um, maybe you'd like something that has the uh, the Greek Molon Lave on it, or um, or the Not a Cop. That one's actually raised some eyebrows when I wear it. Anyway, check those out, and um, and those are those will be much more affordable than you can uh, ever imagine. Including shipping, you'll get a um, a killer deal there. So try that out. There's a lot going on in the world. 
that I could be talking about. But you know what? It's just depressing because it's, it all boils down to a bunch of statists trying to tell me what I can and can't do. And they're just all fighting over it like they have the legitimate authority to tell me. So maybe next podcast I'll talk some about Walmart and how Walmart's screwing us over. And how they're leading everybody else to screw us over. And, you know, I think it's all direct result of some of these pro-gun people, some of the things they've decided to do to um, to try to force these big companies into accepting guns into their stores. So I think the I think the stores of these retailers are fighting back and you know it's all power play because if not for the state there would be nobody telling me whether I can or can't have a gun, right? I mean, Walmart could tell me I couldn't have a gun in my house, but they wouldn't be able to enforce that, right? It's going to take the state to come in and enforce that. And anyway, let's don't, I don't want to get political tonight because we had a really great day today. As I've talked about many, many times before, Jennifer's been working really hard this summer on her garden. And one of the things we planted kind of on a whim was sorghum. Two reasons. One reason is that Baker Creek, I don't know what they call themselves, Baker Creek Seed Company, maybe. It's a big place uh, over in, um, I don't know, it's about an hour and a half from here. It's Maybe it's in Mansfield. I think that sounds right, Mansfield, Missouri. Anyway, uh, Baker Creek was giving away a bunch of sorghum seeds, so we we were looking at at the uh, at the seed packets, and it said that they were drought resistant and disease resistant. So I was like, okay, well, let's try this because I I figured it would get hot and dry this this um, summer, and it did. So we planted those, and we didn't plant that many of them. I'm I'm not even sure they all were allowed to grow up. I think maybe some rabbits ate on them or something. But anyway, so we planted those, and you know everything else came up and was doing well. But the sorghum required no work, right? It just grew. Didn't require any weeding. There was no watering. It just grew, and man, did it grow! Those stalks. They were at least eight feet tall. They might have been taller than that. And they had some nice seed heads come up on those. But while um, while these were growing, some people stopped by and asked Jennifer if, um, if that was sorghum. And when she told them yes, you know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Once these, uh, once the sorghum started growing, we had no idea what we were going to do with these. We figured that we might be able to cut the seed heads off and use the, use the seeds to feed the birds or something. So, so we we're going to try that. We knew that we knew that sorghum could be used for a, um, for syrup or, as I was always told growing up, molasses. Sorghum molasses is what my dad always called it. But we didn't have any way to press it. We knew we were going to have to press that. And every way um, every way we could imagine was a little price prohibitive. I mean, there are some hand 
presses, but those those were still pretty expensive. They were like two or three hundred dollars, and looks like it would have taken days to get any measurable quantity of I'm not really sure what you call it juice out of the stalks. If you don't know, that's how you get the um, how you make the syrup or molasses out of the sorghum is you run the stalk through a press and it squeezes this juice out of the stalk and then you just reduce that juice down to um, down to a, a syrup so anyway we were letting it grow and trying to figure out what we were going to do in fact we were looking on amazon and some other sites trying to find a press and some people just happened to stop by and one day and talked to Jennifer and they're, you know, they were asking her, hey, is that sorghum? And she said yes. And they're like, well, hey, we've got a uh, sorghum press and later on in the summer we'll be pressing some sorghum. So you know, if you guys want to uh, to get your sorghum pressed, then you're welcome to come on down. So we asked them where they are and they're they're like, we're at the end of the road. Which really isn't that far from us. So what are the chances that this little community that we moved to had somebody in it that was pressing sorghum? And that we just happened to be growing sorghum. So not knowing anything about sorghum, they told us when and how to get it ready for pressing. And so we cut it, or Jennifer cut it a couple of days ago and had it sitting here. The people stopped by this morning, picked it up, and we loaded up the kids this morning. We all went down uh, to their place and we watched them press the sorghum. And they had a they had a press that must have been like pre-1900. And they had a um, They had a very small log, like they'd cut a tree, I don't know, the tree's probably six inches in diameter, straight. They took all the limbs off of it and everything, and then they attached that to the, to the press. And they attached a horse to the end of that press, and the horse was walking around in circles, and the guy who owned the press was feeding the sorghum into the press and there was just a steady stream of juice coming out of it and going into a bucket. Now, there wasn't a lot of sorghum there. I think somebody had a, um, a mishap involving cows or something and so there wasn't a lot of sorghum. We ended up bringing the all of the juice home and it was only a gallon, but I brought it home and reduced it, and it turned out to be probably I don't know three quarters of a quart after it was after it was cooked down. It has a really nice flavor to it. I may have cooked it too long because it's really sticky. I'm not really sure if I can reconstitute it a little bit by adding some water to it. Or if we're just going to have to go with it like it is, doesn't really matter. It, it tastes good and really, really, really sweet. So I would call that a win for the day. Now, we did have to be social. 
for, I don't know, five or six hours, which was kind of stressful for us being around new people, people that we didn't know. But, you know, there was probably a hundred people there. Might have been a hundred. It's, it's strange to me that this is the... We've lived in a lot of places. We've lived in some really big cities. We've lived in in just really diverse communities. But this is the first place that we've lived in where we really made any made any friends in in the community, any any new friends. I mean, you know, I have friends that I've had forever. But usually we live someplace, and we'll live there for two or three years and never really interact with anybody. And then here we were today, we were invited to a um, an invitation-only <laughs> party, sorghum-pressing party. And it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, everybody there was down to earth, and... You know, there weren't, nobody talked about politics that I could tell. You know, there was no singing of the national anthem. I didn't see any American flags flying. And, I mean, you know, maybe there were. And I'm sure that some of the people there were just straight up statist. But the theme was pressing sorghum with using a horse. And I'm not really sure how you could get much more anarchist than that because, I mean, you know, we were out about as far, about as far away as we could get, far away from town as, as you can get around here. And just people doing their own things. We went for a little hayride, and I'm sure that broke about a thousand different laws. It was a good day for anarchy. And I just thought I'd take a take a minute and talk about that because it's just it's just blowing my mind that that we found a community that that we fit into. Now I did say it didn't get political, so I didn't go preaching my um my anarchist philosophy, but nobody was preaching their statist philosophy either, so that was pretty cool. And no, today I did hang one of I I worked on one of my signs that it it hangs off of the um, the fence in our front yard, and it's a I'm sure you've seen the um, the metal no trespassing signs, uh, black with like orange lettering on it. I painted one of those green a while back, and I I just did it uh, this particular one. I'm just sticking decals on there that I've been working on and just hanging it up front sort of as an advertisement for what I do uh, with the decals. And so, yeah, I put a little, uh, put a new symbol on there today, which is the, um, the A inside of a circle and hung that back up. So, I'm sure everybody got a kick out of that because we live in a very prominent location. Anybody leaving that, anybody leaving from that um, that get together today had to come directly by our house, and I mean, my car sitting right here. It's it, it's pretty noticeable. So, um, and everybody we met asked where we lived, and we told them. So, I'm sure they all had 
an eyeful when they rounded the corner and saw my anarchy sign flapping in the wind there with uh, Milan Lave there on the uh, bottom of it. And maybe they don't even pay attention. But in all, it was a good day. And the uh, the summer's winding down. I think this is the last week for summer. Fall, probably. If it hasn't already officially started, it will in the next couple of days. Night times are getting a little cooler, which is great. And But that means that the garden is winding down. Our sunflowers are about ready to harvest, I believe. And the tomatoes are pretty much done. Jennifer may have, may have um, picked a few more today, but just like the uh, cherry tomatoes. We do still have a pretty good crop of, of pumpkins. I saw today, I counted, I think, five that are about ready to pick. And then there's some new ones coming on the vines right now. And I think we still have some peppers and stuff coming along, but but it's pretty much going to be done for the summer. Jennifer does have a fall garden that started, so we'll see how that turns out. Well, anyway, that was my uh, that was my motivation for the uh, for the podcast. So it's going to be a little short tonight. Just really couldn't sleep and wanted somebody to share this with. So. So what better way than to um, than to share this with the two people that listen to the podcast, right? As my son says, right. Hey, if you get a chance, share the um, share the podcast with with somebody you know, or you know somebody you don't know. Find a strange Facebook page, and if somebody makes some kind of political comment, then just just respond with a with a link to. Um, to an episode of Front Porch Anarchist and see if you get somebody really going. I'd like to close out the podcast by reminding everybody that freedom starts on your own front porch. You can't expect other people to just up and give you freedom, especially the statists. So if we're actually going to get some freedom, guys, take that freedom with you when you leave home every day. Share it. Let other people know what it's all about. Thanks. Good night. Just as I was wrapping up the podcast here, I um, I heard a pack of coyotes. I'm not really sure if you could hear that or not, but it's kind of creepy. It sounds like they're just across the field, but I'm sure they're they could be a mile off. I guess I'm hoping that they're a mile off. That might be what had the dogs barking a little earlier. Maybe the maybe the pack came through here. I'm not sure. Alright, this time, I really am calling it quits for the night. Thanks for listening.
hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook.